What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Felicia Jasmine, coming back to you with a brand new episode of College by Her, the podcast. I am so happy that you are tuned into this new episode, and I hope you had an amazing week and weekend. Happy February. Happy Black History Month. Y'all know it felt like January lasted 78 days. So thank God it is February. Um, I can't wait to share all the cool things that we have going on this month with y'all. Um, but for now, let's jump right into it. Y'all know we like to start every episode off with a small win. And for me, it is that I simply made it through last week. Um, work was tough. We already know it was a rough week for everybody. And so just to be able to make it through, get to the weekend, have a nice and relaxing weekend. It was just definitely a win. Um, some of y'all shared your small wins with me and in addition to you know everything you guys accomplished in January some of y'all said that you know y'all were surrounding yourself with more like-minded people this semester you set limits with friends and somebody else said they were working out more and so these are all definitely important so please make sure you continue to share your small wins with us as the month goes on by writing us on Instagram or Twitter at college by her at the end of every week and let's go ahead and get into something that I think y'all should check into this week. This week, you should reach out to a friend that maybe you don't talk to as often because, I mean, life and schedules and we're all just busy, but just reach out to them and check in on them. Um, I know more recently, we all have been thinking about how precious life is and sometimes we think we are too busy, but honestly, I mean, are we? Um, so yeah, this week I'm challenging each of you to reach out and check on somebody that maybe you haven't talked to in a while. You never know what a simple, I hope you're having a great day just thinking of you will do for someone. I promise it will change your week. So try it y'all, it's free. So I know we have all had a week and I would just like to start this episode off by saying um, that I'm sending my prayers, condolences, thoughts, love, everything um, to the family of Kobe Bryant, his wife, his children, um, and to all of the families who were impacted by the horrific tragedy that took place at the end of January. Um, Of course, if you listen to the podcast and if you're connected with us on social media, then you know that last week our episode was recorded before um, all the events transpired. And so we didn't talk about it on last week's episode of the podcast. And I just wouldn't even feel right if I never brought it up, especially being that we focus on mental health um, and that that incident clearly impacted so many people in different ways. And so today, um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to check in, talk about collective grief and the role that social media plays in all of this. Um, And also just ways that each of us can protect our peace, protect our mental space and our health um, in times like this where things can feel very overwhelming. Um, So yeah. I definitely, I mean, like the rest of us did not want to believe the post that I was seeing um, on Instagram. It just felt surreal to see his face plastered on things. And, you know, the first news outlet that broke the story and the first one that I saw was TMZ, which, of course, you know, they're known for rumors and gossips and different things. So I was like, okay, maybe this is some sick joke. This can't be right. Um, And then on Twitter, different news outlets started to confirm it. Um, And, you know, as the story began to unfold, it just kind of went deeper and deeper. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, just how we all like process that, um, what we did to process that information and, you know, how we can 
take care of ourselves in this particular situation and then if this is to happen if this were to happen again um in any kind of way just ways for us to take care of ourselves um so for me personally I had to get off of social media I actually put my phone away I want to say for about four to five hours um it was in a different room because um, I'm sort of an empath, I would say, which as being a therapist <laughs> isn't really the best combination. But at times I can definitely feel and sometimes sometimes this is physically, but feel um, the emotions and the heaviness of other people's experiences. Um, and so for me, collective grief in a situation like this is difficult. And what I mean by collective grief, um, the actual definition of that is that collective grief is grief that's felt by like a community, society, village or nation in the wake of an event such as like a war natural disaster act of terrorism or the death of a public figure um and so that's what this was and so for me the constant updates of everything unfolding was unbearable for me so I could not be on Twitter to see news reporters continue to update us I did not want to be on Instagram to continue to see different people saying rest in peace it was just very overwhelming and so like I said I did have to put my phone away um and it wasn't until later that evening when I was like, okay, do you want to know what happened? Because at this point, it was already in different group chats I was in. So the topic was, you know, being discussed. Um, so I did go back on the social media at that time. And, you know, the complete story was out. So it was confirmed that his daughter um, was also on the plane in addition to the other families, the children, and of course, the pilot. Um, and so at that time you know, it just, it still didn't feel real. And I know that I wasn't even a big Kobe Bryant fan or a professional basketball fan, but clearly we all know um, that you didn't have to be either one of those things for this tragedy to impact you the way it did. And the reason that my initial thoughts was to get off of social media is because, like I said, for me, I just knew that the weight of collective grief is something that I personally cannot handle. Um, and I learned that when Nipsey Hussle um, passed away, because that was a lot to just continuously be seeing pictures and people posting interview clips of him and picture people posting pictures of him and Lauren London and his kids. It was just a lot to see kind of every two seconds. So during that tragedy, I think I learned my lesson that for myself, I just actually can't. That's something that I can't do. Um, but I will say, since I wasn't on social media, something that I did feel compelled to do um, during that time where I kind of unplugged was reach out um, to some of my friends and family, especially the one who were huge Kobe Bryant fans to check on them, but to also just say like, I love you, I care about you and I'm thinking of you because of course tragedies like this always remind us, um, you know, how precious life is and how you can see somebody or call someone and say like, hey, see you in a few hours, I'm on my way to you and you can literally not make it to them. Um, and it's just that simple. And I know a lot of times we don't like to think about things like that um, because it can be seen as thinking negatively. Um, but, you know, I mean, that can happen. Like, that's just kind of what that's kind of what life is. And so as, you know, unpleasant as that may seem, I think that's something that that day, in addition to me, I'm sure, made other people also like just really come to terms with 
And so I know um, for me, since then, I have been more present ever since that incident. Like we already know that life is short um, and that in a second anything can happen. But it's just always interesting when we're reminded of that when something like this happens, even if we experience it from a very distant level of someone that we've never met, it still just makes death like that much more real to us. Um, And for him to be so young, then of course you think about his daughter and the other um, young children on board who, you know, did not have the opportunity to grow up and go to the colleges that, you know, Gigi verbally committed to UConn, just different things like that. Um, And so it just puts a lot into perspective. And then, of course, for me, um, my heart aches for, you know, Vanessa and their children who lost both a sister and their father. And then even the rest of Kobe Bryant's family, like they lost a granddaughter, a niece, a cousin, a brother, a son, in addition to all the other families on board who lost parents and children. So I think it's important um, to, you know, realize just how big this tragedy was. And it, of course, impacted a lot of people. Um, But there's so many people that, you know, they interact with on a daily basis, such as maybe like their assistant, their chef, just so many people who knew them. Shoot, Gigi's best friend. Um, So many more people who were impacted um, than we would like to think. And so just keeping all of them in our thoughts as well. So, yeah, and I didn't really plan to talk about the actual helicopter accident and that day as much but I did just feel compelled to share how that moment impacted me and what I did in that moment um so as I mentioned I did get off social media um and I reached out to my loved ones um but I kind of wanted to talk really quickly about how social media can impact the way that we process these type of situations um and of course some suggestions for just how we can really continue processing this and moving forward um to protect our mental health so as a therapist um I was, I guess, fortunate enough to really see this tragedy from a variety of different angles. Um, So as I mentioned before, of course, social media and the constant updates, um, they it has a tendency to have us feel kind of keyed up like we can feel oh my gosh, like this, something happened. Now let me refresh. Who else said something? Like, what did this person say? Let me search this person's profile and see if they posted yet. Did this news station say, you know, who was on the plane? Did this happen? And so sometimes that anxiety mixed with sadness, mixed with heartache, just so many different emotions kind of colliding together can be very difficult. Um, and social media and the quickness and the... um what's it called? Like just the ability to update you so fast um, and connect you with just so many people and especially Twitter, like you're hearing and seeing so many people's opinions, so many people's feelings, so many people are literally grieving out loud. Like that's what their tweets about him are, you know, is their way of grieving. And so you're taking all that in, you know, within seconds, within minutes, you're scrolling and reading the way 50 people thought about Kobe Bryant. Like when you step back and think about that, that's, that's a lot. Um, And imagine doing that for just five minutes, let alone being on Twitter for an hour scrolling or being on Instagram for two hours scrolling. That is, that's heavy. And so that's definitely a way that, you know, social media can amplify the grief, amplify our feelings and the feelings of everybody else and just make it really heavy and a little more unbearable to kind of process and make sense of everything. Um, So for me, as a therapist this week, um, I was able to see how kids were impacted by this. And I think originally I thought like, okay, kids will be impacted because they looked up to Kobe Bryant and he was a star. Um, But really more so, I got to see the other angle of kids 
this being the first time that some kids actually thinking about death or like, oh my gosh, I could die. And so um, maybe people thinking about, I'm not that much younger than Gigi or I'm not that much older than Gigi and she was a child and she died. And so that was something that kind of shocked me that I definitely experienced firsthand this week and just talking to some kids. And this was like a very traumatic event for everybody. And when you're a child, you know, unless maybe chronic illnesses in your family or you've seen traumatic things happen. But other than that, like death isn't really in the forefront of your mind if you're a nine or 10 year old, as it shouldn't be because you're a child, you're having fun, you have other things you're doing. And so for something like this to happen and for a child to see it on the news and hear all of the all of these things it can definitely be a little confusing for some kids um as they begin to think about for the first time mortality and death and life and have all of these questions so i just wanted to kind of put in another plug to check on your loved ones also check on the kids around you um whether that's a younger cousin a baby brother a sister um somebody that you mentor just anything because i think it's safe to say that you know, just about everybody was impacted by this in some way, um, whether it was through basketball, whether it was through being a parent, whether it was through being a sibling um, or being a child, just anything, somebody, everybody was connected to this. So just wanted to put that out there as well. Um, so as always, you guys know that I do not have all of the answers and I never pretend to. But of course, I did want to provide some ways that we can all protect our mental health in times like these in hopes to starting a dialogue um, that maybe you continue in a group chat with your friends or, you know, in class or something. But yeah, so for starters, like I said, I mentioned that I stepped away from social media. So unplugging, um, maybe filtering what it is that you see can definitely be a great first step um, in, you know, maybe how you begin to process and make sense of everything. Um, so whatever works for you. Additionally, I think that finding something that kind of brings you back to your center. And what I mean by that is something that gives you just a glimmer of hope um, or joy. So whether that's journaling, cooking, listening to your favorite album, maybe that's writing a poem, reaching out to your best friends and FaceTiming them, um, some talking to somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, just something to find that little bit of joy um, that in a dark time like this can just make you crack the tiniest of a smile um, if possible. And additionally, I think that um, a form of gratitude or mindfulness practice can additionally can also like help you um, with your peace of mind and it helps you to get present so a lot of times we worry about next week and if I have m enough money for this and is this person going to be on time and just all of these things and mindfulness literally helps you to come into this moment and when I say that I mean that quite literally um, so different mindfulness practices focus on your senses so like actually feeling your feet on the carpet um, feeling yourself looking at the window or looking down at the paper like literally being very present in the actual second of the minute of the hour um, and when you think about it and in the especially in the context of situations like um, the Kobe like Kobe Bryant's accident you think about how you know, really nothing else but this moment matters. Like we kind of in society make everything else matter. We make the end goal matter. We make the end of the year, the end of the month, all those things matter. But really the moment is all that matters. And so I think that um, things, you know, things like this definitely kind of help us to remember the importance of 
you know, moments, the importance of being present and mindful throughout every single day that we have the opportunity to live. I think it can be um, refreshing and bring you just a little bit of joy to to be more present because literally we are in the moment that matters right now. And so, um, you know, some of those steps, like I said, unplug, um, connect with loved ones, maybe filter what it is you're seeing, give yourself permission to feel all of the feelings, um, and also give yourself grace. You know, grief and grieving people is definitely difficult, um, regardless of if you knew them and clearly if you didn't. Um, and so, this one, this was tough, but I definitely, like I said, wanted to come on the podcast and talk about it. I wouldn't even feel right if we didn't. Um, and so, of course, you guys know that I am all about practicality. And so I have some great resources um, around mindfulness, gratitude, grieving, all of those things that I will be sending out this week in an email. Um, so if you are not a part of our email list, please, please, please go to www.collegebyher to get linked in and subscribe to those newsletters because this week I will be sending out um, some very important and helpful information that you can use on a day-to-day basis. And I cannot wait to hear from you all to let me know what what you think. So yeah, man, that's this week's topic. That's what I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to check in to see how you guys um, were doing. And if you are already subscribed to our emails, then you know you got an email from me this past week checking in as well. And so I pray that each of you have been taking care of yourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and of course, physically and all of that good stuff. As always, our DMs and email inbox are always open. Um, so please feel free to reach out to us if you need anything or if there's a topic that you would like to see us discuss on the podcast. Um, I love y'all so much. I can't wait to you know meet y'all back here next week same time same place um and please y'all share with a friend like comment subscribe do all of that stuff um help us get this podcast out to as many girls in college as possible um i can't wait to talk to y'all next week love y'all bye